It often seems to be the case where I'm, I'm making my plans for what I need to do next. Now, by next, I could mean tonight or right away or this week. And I'm often feel like I have to make a choice between something I need to do or something I need to do with some work and something that I want to do, something for pleasure. Now, by work or something I need to do, that's pretty broad. I just had to wash the dishes, for example. Didn't do it yesterday. Really needed to wash the dishes tonight. So that's something I had to do. It takes time. It takes effort. Even though it's it's later than I've been for a while, and I'm feeling very tired. I, I've been making an effort to get up earlier in the morning, and it's it's taking its toll. Or it could be, you know, actual work tasks that need to get done. I'm starting to recognize that those are infinite. So I have to be careful. And that's the thing is I'm, I'm often making those choices, but they're infinite buckets. I'm pulling those, those activities from, and that doesn't work. That means I'm always starving for the, um, the entertainment. Uh, even my commitments to things like my writing group, I feel are work. And I, I, I schedule those in, and I'm, I, I make the commitment to them. But tonight I decided that... I had just enough time to do one element of work, come home, make supper. It's something I can, something I must do. I could go to a restaurant. I could go to a drive-thru. Those are the alternatives that make it feel less like work. But I, I also had these salmon patty things that really needed to be cooked up. So I did that. But I realized I had enough, just enough time after leaving work a little bit late <laughs> cooking. And then before I started the task I was going to do later on the evening, which is to, to read for my, my writing group, which I still need to get done for tomorrow, I decided to take myself to theater. I do love theater. I've, I've loved theater for most of my life. I can't entirely explain why there's something magical about it. This play that was on tonight um, is one which I have in interviewed some folks for, I believe I mentioned it the other night. It is a modern, um, yeah, modern is not quite the right word. It's a, it's a, a contemporary, that's not the right word either. It's a recent update of Paradise Lost, an interpretation of it, um, with some contemporary elements, uh, but really still drawing upon, you know, um, the classical epic story, the biblical story of Adam and Eve and the fall of, of Lucifer. And I made that decision. I decided I was going to go to that play. You know, I wanted to, and I had thought about going different nights. Um, there's a chance I could go on Saturday night. Um, Sunday, I'm going to be running my games. Saturday, I'm going to be working at the radio station. So there's a gap in there that I could fill. But I decided to do it tonight. Now, when I sat down and read through the program, I realized, oh, this, this could be a problem because it was a play that was considerably longer. Um, it is a 15-minute in um, intermission, which gives you some indication, and the play itself is two hours and 40 minutes long. But I will tell you, I didn't notice that at all, not for a moment. It was a remarkable performance. 
uh, incredible writing. It was um, mesmerizing. It was a lot more funny than I expected. Uh, and it really worked. Um, I've been I've been struggling to articulate exactly why I was so impressed. And sometimes it's it's because, for example, the characters of Adam and Eve are portrayed as innocents and played as innocents. So the language as well as and very subtle elements of that language, uh, as well as the not so subtle um, innocence and almost cluelessness that they have early on. And then after eating from the tree of knowledge, the transformation is dramatic. Uh, and I don't just mean that in the overplayed sense of dramatic, um, but truly it is a, a drastic and appropriate shift in those characters. So I was very impressed with those two actors in particular. Um, I had interviewed one actor playing, uh, who played, uh, 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 Satan, Lucifer, uh, who was the one who had made her own wings. Um, she made her own horns and she just absorbed the material. I was watching her in other parts of the play at, at times, Lucifer is a spectator into what the other action is going on. And even then. All of the the facial expressions were on point. She was very conscious of, of herself being st still on stage. I, I sometimes do that. I'll, I'll watch the other actors that are not the main focus of the action. Um, and I'm always impressed when they stay present in the moment. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes their expression falls to a neutral or falls to... You know, them trying to think about their next line. It's not usually so bad as them, as you seeing them mouthing the words of the script. So they know when to jump in. That was my fault. I did that, um, for a couple of the performances way back in the day when I was doing uh, stuff like that. You can also see the physical motions of them as well. There was at one point too where Adam and Eve are sitting and the idea is the angels invisibly are bringing them everything they need, and Adam and Eve don't even question it. Uh, and there's just a smoothness to the way that the angel presents a dish, and Adam takes it as if it had always been there, as if it was something that, of course, it's there. There's no question. There's no surprise. Um, and that movement was done so smoothly. This was just one small movement in a two, almost three hour play. Uh, but I, that moment, I was really impressed with it. Uh, it just spoke of a, of a casualness of a, a I guess in, in some ways I look upon this as, as ways to look at role playing games as well. Uh, because I'm, I'm a role player. I'm an RPer. I, I get into character. And I love when there's that natural handoff. Now, we're making it up as we go along. So we don't have the advantage of script or rehearsals or, or practices. Um, but when you are able to achieve that level of story transition, that level of, of dialogue transition, not so much physical transition, although you might also describe the physical actions as a natural um, interaction. But when you're able to achieve that, it is magic. And, of course, um, I can see the magic in theater, I think. Uh, 
And that's not to say that any of the other actors were were slouches. When I I put a post on Facebook and I specifically called out Adam even Lucifer, but you know there are so many other subtle elements of the other performances and not so subtle. Uh, the character who was playing oh I don't remember his name. It was a young angel. He also still recording. Okay, sorry, my everything stopped. Hopefully, I'll check to see if there's a, a blank in there, but hopefully not. But the character, the actor who plays Death and plays. Um, Oh, it's it's struggling. Um, okay, it it may have been. Sorry about that. So, I, I this actor has an enthusiasm for both these characters. I'm going to assume it records. And if you hear this broken up into bits, then I'm sorry. Uh, he has an enthusiasm for the for the acting and the the character. And I think the character is written that way. But I've seen this actor in other roles, and he almost always has this over-the-top expression, over-the-top uh, reaction. And I don't I don't think it's just him being him. I think that's him with that particular style that he's, he's good at uh, and knows that he's good at it. In other words, it's not something where someone always speaks the lines loud because they don't know any better. No, I, I think he genuinely knows what he's doing. Anyway, I'm going to stop this because I'm also extraordinarily tired and not really confident that the recording is going well. I've been wondering out loud. I'm Mark Dean Caffeinated One, and I'm just about falling asleep. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.